Each of us business owners wants more of some things and less of others. More sales, less warranty work, more reviews, fewer accidents. Make these mistakes less. Follow this procedure more often. You could almost say our entire function as a business owner could be boiled down to attaining more of some things and less of others. Considering how much of our time is spent doing this, we seem to struggle more than we would like. Why is that and how do we overcome it? Well, stay tuned to the conclusion of this two-part series to find out. Running a service business can be hard. It is not unusual for business owners in industries like contracting, home repair, auto repair, business-to-business services like janitorial, IT and accounting, and many others to feel overwhelmed by all the priorities facing them at any given time. Between addressing the needs of the customers, managing the employees, figuring out the financials, and getting processes in place, feeling like you're making significant progress on your business journey can be difficult. Welcome to Service Industry Success, hosted by Brian Harding. Each week, Brian will look at real-world strategies for building the business you are dreaming of, while also sharing tactics to get through some of the most frustrating parts of business ownership with a lot more ease. Let's get started. All right, so if you haven't listened to episode 82 from last week, I would strongly recommend you stop this episode now and go listen to that one first. Uh, what we're going to talk about today is going to make uh, about 100 times more sense if you listen to that um, than if you just jump into this one without that without that context. So uh, here's our quick recap for those of you who have listened to that uh, episode 82. Uh, possibly the number one complaint or challenge brought to me by my clients who are business owners is that their team is just not doing more of something or less of another. Some of the things I hear relating to this particular issue, why don't they get it? Why am I the only one who seems to take this seriously? Why do I have to, or what do I have to do to get them to do this one simple thing? Like this thing is so simple. Why can't they just get this right? I've explained this to them 50 times. They still don't get it. People just don't care anymore. That's what the problem is. What do I have to do to get their attention? Am I really going to have to like fire somebody? They don't do what I need them to, or even when I tell them to, and still they get pissed that I micromanage them. What else am I supposed to do? So because this is so prevalent, some questions become pretty obvious. Like, why is this such a common frustration? Why is this problem universal? Why, is there a common denominator? And if, if so many people face this, is a solution even possible? And if so, what is it? If there is a solution, why don't people just do that and solve the problem? So in short, the reason this problem is so widespread is because all the culprits have one thing in common, which is we are all human. This is not a business owner problem. This is not an employee problem. This is a human behavior problem. So to the, as to the question, is there a solution? Of course there is. And it's simple, which is awesome. And it's the what, why, how framework. So what? First, we need to get agreement and understanding of what we're trying to accomplish. What does success look like? Specifically, what are we trying to attain? Then, and only after we have agreement on the what, then we need to get agreement and understanding of the why. What are the stakes? What are the consequences? What are we hoping to get by doing this? And then and only then do we move on to the how. How are we supposed to do this? Who's responsible for what? When does it happen? Like This is where we get into procedures and things like that. So the trick is we have to do this every time and in that order. And I'm not exaggerating when I tell you that adopting this approach has solved every, I don't know why they don't get it, problem I've thrown at it. Every time a business owner says, quote unquote, I don't know why they don't get this. 
We, we adopt this framework and it's worked 100% of the time. So that's not to say that you would want to do this 100% of the time when you roll things out. There's some things that people just get. You don't have to roll this out on your harassment policy. You don't have to roll this out on certain things. Some things people get. But if you find yourself struggling to get compliance, you find yourself struggling to get buy-in, you, you find yourself struggling to achieve something you think is really important, or it's such an important thing that you're not willing to risk it, then in those two cases, then this would apply. And that would use this, I would use this every single time. And what I love about this is it's so simple. Like even in a heated conversation, we can remember three things. What, why, how. So what's that look like when we don't have a what uh, declared um, before we can explain uh, how we want something done, a process or procedure we want followed, a particular activity we want to make sure it gets done on time. We've got to agreement, get agreement specific on what we're trying to accomplish. So if we don't have that agreement on what we're trying to accomplish and we just jump to here's how things are supposed to get done, like here's the procedure, and we don't explain why things matter. We don't explain what we're trying to accomplish in an overarching but but specific way. We just move on to the how. Like just we just focus on packing the suitcase, but we won't tell them where we're going. <laughs> we focus on get the suitcase packed right, but we we won't tell you if we're going to a funeral or going on vacation. But you better get the suitcase packed right, or else there's bad consequences. But I'm not gonna tell you what those are either. <laughs> that's a super simple explanation, but that's kind of what it's like. Like if you ask me, hey. Can you help me pack a suitcase? Sure. Where are you going? Like, that's the first thing they're going to ask. The second thing they might ask is, how long are you going to be gone? The third thing they might ask is, what are you going for? Like, these are basic human questions we have. So we can fight human nature or we can work with it. The next one is, um, we don't have a why. We just focus on what we want. We need more sales, more reviews. And we, and we uh, you know, get agreement. We must also get agreement and understanding of the why. Like, why does this matter? Without agreement and understanding of the why, they may not have a compelling enough reason to do the how and change the actions or take the specific actions they need to take, which are likely different than the ones they're taking right now. And we can't just get agreement on the what and the why. We can't just say we need more sales, more sales, more you know, less uh, warranty work, uh, fewer accidents. We can't just rail on that. They might fully understand what we want to do. They might fully understand why it matters. And in some cases have absolutely no idea how to do it. And the last thing they want to do is look stupid and tell you that. So all three components are critical, as is the order. I can't stress that enough. The order is just as important as hitting all three elements. Okay, so that's kind of a recap from last week. And now we'll move on to this week, which are there's basically six steps needed to address all three elements of this conversation, the what, the why, and the how. So even though there's three elements, there's basically six steps we're going to go through. And again, they're simple. It's, uh, it's easy. This is not going to be a challenge, but the the, the steps have to happen in order. But we're going to start with step four, kind of like uh, Star Wars started with uh, uh, episode four or what, episode three, whatever they started with. We're going to start with step four, and you'll see in a minute why we're doing this. Um, but by the end of this episode, you'll have steps one through six in order, so don't worry about that. But we're going to start with step four. In step four, we must gain agreement on the goal and the objective with our team. Now, notice I didn't say we need to explain the goal. I don't want to explain. I want agreement. I want understanding. Explaining is when I stand in front of the group and talk for five minutes, they all nod their head like good robots. I ask them at the end if they have any questions. They shake their head no, like good, well-trained people. 
I ask if there's any questions. There are none. And I've explained it successfully. And less than 10% of them will get it. And that, in my experience, over my career, is about how 95% of meetings went. When there was group meetings, whether we're talking about sales or safety or this procedure or that whatever, that's how it goes. The boss stands in front, talks for five or ten minutes, asks a question or two, everybody nods. Do you have any questions? Everybody shakes your head. Okay. Any questions? Do you guys all have it? You all got it? <laughs> like, if they didn't have it, they didn't got it, like, how would they know? Like, this is the way we do things, though, right? So I also said that we need to have agreement and understanding of the goal and the objective separately. Why? Because in my mind, those are two separate things. A goal is like an overarching outcome. More sales, fewer accidents, less warranty work, more reviews. Those are goals. An objective is a definitive, measurable marker. We either did this thing or we did not do this thing. Noun, verb, date. We will reduce warranty work by 10% next quarter. We will increase sales by 15% next year. We will have zero accidents this week. Those are objectives. Those are not goals. We cannot hold people accountable to goals. We can hold them accountable to objectives if we all agree upon the what, why, and the how. Now, wait a second, Brian. If we have more sales, isn't that definitive and measurable? Like you could measure there was more sales. No, more is not measurable. More according, according to whom? Or according to what metric? But just for fun, let's see how it plays out to just stick with saying something like more sales or more reviews or less warranty work. So let's just say take sales. It's maybe the most common example. The business owner says they want more sales. Now they probably mean they want enough sales to solve a particular problem. They want higher profitability, so there's less worry or stress or more stability. They want more income to buy some equipment or other assets needed to grow. They want to hire more people to share some of their responsibilities so they can not work 80 hours a week. Or maybe they want to avoid layoffs or downsizing. Like Generally, when people want more sales, there's a driver behind that. It's not always just because we're greedy capitalists, although sometimes I guess that happens. But my point is, what do you think the employees hear when the business owner says they want more sales with no context, without any explanation at all, we just want more sales? Well, here, I can tell you from my experience, both being an employee and working with employees who were brutally honest with me, sometimes more than I would like, here's some of the things that they think when they hear more sales are needed. Um, we're already doing pretty good on sales. Like, you know, we're growing 30% a year. Like, that's, that's pretty good. Like, what more do you want? Another one was uh, good grief. Like how much is enough for this guy? Like more, like when is, when is more ever not needed? Another version is I'm doing my part. So she clearly needs, is talking to the rest of these rubes. Like they need to get on the stick. I'm doing my part. If they were doing as good as me, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Another version is every company wants more sales. Isn't that the goal? Like, isn't that why we're in business to get more sales? So my point is, it's extremely unlikely that both the business owner and the employees would have the same level of determination or commitment or understanding, if any, on more sales. And if they're thinking like, well, of course, every company wants more sales and you're thinking, I need more sales or we're going to be in trouble later this year. Those are two completely different levels of commitment and determination. So let's say sales go up 3%, though. The employees might be thinking, woohoo. 
Now we have to hear about need more sales anymore. 3% is more. Like technically 3% is more. So mission accomplished, right? And the business owner could be beside herself thinking like we barely moved the needle. So what's it going to look like during the next rant? The business owner is even more exasperated because now she's running out of time to solve her problem. And the employee could just come to believe as she's ranting, there just isn't any number of increased sales that would make her happy. This is just her way of trying to motivate people. Like this is just how she is when she's trying to motivate us. Like just railing about more sales. This is her pep talk. <laughs> or they might be thinking, man, I wish these other slackers would get on board because this woman's going to have a stroke. This is the problem with trying to hold people accountable to unspecified general goals or outcomes. There's no clear understanding. There's no agreement. So to avoid this, we need to have an agreed upon measurable objective. What does success look like? What would tell us a year from now or six months from now or three days from now, whatever, we either did this thing or we did not do this thing. Yes, we need to have an agreement on a goal of more sales. Yeah, that would make sense that, yeah, they need to buy into the idea we need more sales. And we need an agreement on an objective, like raising sales by 10% next quarter, over this quarter. Noun, verb, date. That's an objective. That's an action. Noun, verb, date. If we're trying to hold people accountable to things that are not noun, verb, date, like, good luck. It's just, it's, it's, I'm not saying it's not possible. It's just way harder. We don't have to make it harder. Like we have enough hard things to worry about, right? So in order to have agreement, in order for me to know we have agreement, they have to be able to articulate in their own words what success looks like in a way that definitively tells me that we agree upon the objective. If the, the objective is 10% more sales next quarter over this quarter, they have to be able to say in their own words, the objective is 10% more sales next quarter over this quarter. That is something we can hold each other accountable to. That's something we can all agree upon. We cannot agree upon more sales. We cannot agree upon less warranty work. In theory, we can. But, and we can't agree upon those things, but we can't hold each other accountable to them. So we, we have to take the next step and get to the objective. So that's step four. Again, we're starting at step four of the six start, and then we'll go back to steps one, two, three, and I'll show you why here in a second. Step five is we must gain agreement upon why reaching this objective matters. And that the significance of the why is compelling enough to warrant a change in actions. Now, this is where we might start to get uncomfortable. Maybe we don't like to share our why. Just like I didn't want to tell our employees we were at the risk of not getting insurance from all of our vehicle accidents. It was wildly embarrassing. Like it was maybe the most embarrassing thing I've had to do as a, as a business owner. To say we're on the verge of, of building a huge company that can't get insurance. Like <laughs> it's just unbelievable, right? And we can feel like we're going to lose our superhero credibility. It might come into question that, like, we don't know everything. We don't have every possible solution. We haven't figured out every angle to everything. Like, um, yeah, that that might happen. Because it's true. We're just human. They're not, 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 like, born knowing all this stuff. So I get not wanting, my point is that I get not wanting to share some uncomfortable insight. Like, the compelling why. I get not, my, we don't, might not want to share that stuff. But we have to understand that if we're not willing to share the compelling reason why this matters, they won't have a compelling reason why it matters. And they're the ones who need to change their behavior. So if they don't have a compelling reason to change their behavior, they might not. So if we are not willing to share the real, true, compelling reason, they won't have a real compelling reason in some cases. And because I said so is, is rarely enough. Does it work sometimes? Absolutely. But if you're having, 
you're having challenges, if that worked, you wouldn't be listening to this right now, probably trying to figure out how this applies to the problem you're trying to solve. If I, just because I said so worked well enough, like this podcast would not exist (laughs) and we would all be happy business owners, like, you know, fat, dumb, and happy. Like who cares? Like just, we just print money because people just do what we want. We just jump and they jump. Like that's not how it works though. Right. So the other thing is though, if we tell them the thing, like they're very likely to care about the security and stability of the company. They might really like working there. Probably many of them do. They might very much want the company to grow and thrive because people definitely like playing for a winning team and they want their, their future to be stable. They know that if we're growing, we're stable. We're stable. I, I don't have to worry about looking for a job. Like those are things people really care about. Those are compelling whys for some folks. Like, hey, if we want stability, we have to do this. We have to grow at least 5% a year, 12% a year, whatever the number is, if we want to have stability. That might be enough. But my point is we can't look for the compelling reason to us. It has to be a compelling reason for the person whose actions and behaviors have to change, which oftentimes are the employees we're trying to get to get it or buy in. And this is where our ego gets us. Either we don't want to share something that may cause us to feel shame because we, we might let on that we're not a superhero, or we think that our rank is enough to warrant the change we're demanding. And I'm just in this day and age today, it might be different in three months or three years. I don't know. But as of today, those are going to get us in trouble. So in order to have agreement, for me to know we have agreement, they have to be able to articulate in their own words why reaching this objective matters in a way that definitively tells me that we agree upon the objective and why it matters. So this is where you might try the five whys. Like if the first why is like, why can't you have vehicle accidents? Well, because they're really expensive. Okay, what are the reasons can't you have them? Uh, well, you might not be able to get insurance. Okay. Well, what happens if you can't get insurance? Why does it matter if you can't get insurance? Well, you could be the best contractor in town. If you can't get insurance, it doesn't matter because you're out of business. Okay. Why do we care about not being in business? Well, we'd all have to go look for a job (laughs) and that sucks. And we could have been part of something really great. And now we're not going to be, you know, those are more compelling things than it's expensive to have accidents. So, um, anyhow, now that we know what steps four or five are, we're getting ready to roll into step six which is gaining agreement on how we're going to reach the objective, like the process and procedures. We're going to agree upon the specific actions, tasks, processes, procedures that must be completed or followed to attain the success as we've defined it. We have to recognize there's a significant fork in the road here. Sometimes we know the specific actions, tasks, and processes that will achieve the objective, and sometimes we don't. We know what specific actions is not happening in some cases. Like we know that there's a piece that they're missing. There's a, there's one action, there's one process, there's one procedure they're not following. And that's cause, causing us to fall short of the objective. Sometimes we know that in other cases, we've successfully tried all my ideas of getting more reviews and we still aren't getting as many as we need, or this is a new problem. We haven't had to encounter yet. And I don't have a solution for it. Not knowing the solution, the problem is a, in a practical sense is sometimes what leads us to rail about the problem without ever providing a solution. Like that's sometimes why we stand in front of the group and scream for five minutes or plead for five minutes or beg for five minutes because we don't know the solution and we're afraid to tell them we don't know the solution. So to prepare for steps four, five, and six, there's three steps that must come first. And I'll tell you what those are in just a moment. First, this episode is being released on October 11th, 2022. And my My Success Work group community uh, coaching program is an open enrollment right now through the end of October. This only happens three times a year. 
And the next enrollment period won't be till spring of 2023. So if you want to join other home, auto, and B2B business owners in service industries who understand and have already are working to overcome the exact challenges you're facing, this is the group for you. Now, you guys know I only talk about things I know work from personal experience. This is not a place we talk about theoretical solutions. These are actual real-life practical solutions that we learn and implement into our business to solve problems you're facing in your business. So learn specific skills and strategies will show you how to build a business that provides you with more time and more income. I know everybody says that. Sometimes just, they don't have the practical experience. Like these are real life practical things. I really want to stress that because this is really what matters here. These aren't like things we read in a, in a book, in a, in a college course on business. These are real life things that we've all learned. Uh, learn how to exactly where to focus your energy right now based upon where your business is to make the most amount of progress towards your goals. Learn a step-by-step actionable plan to overcome any in- employee challenge you're facing right now. Learn other things like how to improve your marketing. Like all, We cover everything. We cover everything in this whole program. To see what it's all about and to book a complimentary no-pressure call with me, go to www.serviceindustrysuccess.com. That's serviceindustrysuccess.com. You can check out what it's all about on there and you'll see the button to click a, a no hassle. I'm like, I'm like low pressure sales. Like if it's not a fit, I'll tell you. And if it's not a fit for you, that's okay too. All right. So back to our uh, uh, steps four, five, and six. So to prepare for four, five, and six, we gain agreement on the what, why, and how with our team. There's three steps that must come first. Before we can explain to our team what the objective is, we have to know the objective ourselves. So step one in this six part series or six part process. Step one is determining the measurable objective ourselves. Not the goal. The goal is more sales, less warranty work. What's the measurable objective? We're going to reduce warranty work by 10% this quarter over last quarter. Fine. We have to know that in order to present it. And before we can explain the compelling reason for hitting this objective, we must first understand the compelling reason that's going to resonate with our team. Now, this is the key part here. What is a compelling reason for me to want this is not the same thing necessarily as a compelling reason to get them to do it. And that's a critical thing we have to understand. The compelling reason has to resonate with resonate with whomever is going to be asked to change their behavior or take on additional tasks or do different tasks. Otherwise, again, it's just much less likely that we're going to that they're going to make the change. So again, this is really critical. What the compelling reason for me to want this may or may not be the same compelling reason that will get them to do it. And we have to be honest and objective about that. So determining the why ourselves, the compelling reason that they would be that would be compelling enough for them to make a change in their behavior is step two. Determining the why. The compelling reason for them to make the change is step two. Now, step three could be one of two things. Step three is either identifying the specific actions that will achieve the objective and solve our problems so we can gain agreement upon them with our team. Like we know what needs to be done, right? I know which process they're not following. I know which actions aren't being taken. I know specifically why we are failing to, to meet the objective. In which case, in step six, I'm going to ask a series of questions, which is going to either get our team to agree that the solutions I have in mind make sense, and we're all going to agree upon those and have understanding of how they work, who does what, when, where, why, how, all that good stuff, procedures, processes, actions, checklists, all we're getting all that stuff. I'll ask a series of questions to get them on board with that or discover that they have a better solution. 
but I'm going to do that through asking a series of questions in step six. Or step three is acknowledging that I don't have the solution, which is likely to lead to me identifying or developing those solutions, actions, and processes with the team, in which case step six is going to be a brainstorming and problem-solving session with the team. And this, of course, is going to require me to publicly declare that I do not, in fact, have the solution. And I'm going to have to let them know what the what is. Like, here's the goal. Here's the objective. Here's why it matters. And now we have to come up with a solution. So to recap, step one is identifying for ourselves the goal and the measurable objective we think we should hit. Objective is noun, verb, date. We're going to reduce warranty work by 10% year over year or quarter over quarter or whatever it is. That is a noun, verb, date, objective. Step two is determining the compelling reason why it matters enough for them to change their behavior. What is the compelling reason that they're going to want to get on board with this? And it can't be, in most cases, because I said so. In most cases, because I said so, because I'm the boss, I'm sorry, just does not, that's not compelling enough for me in many cases. So step two is figuring out what's the compelling reason to get them to want to do this. Again, my compelling reason and theirs may not be the same thing. If I focus on my compelling reason and expect that to, that to apply to them changing their behavior, I'm going to be disappointed. Step three is then either identifying the practical solutions, the how, the processes, the actions, the tasks that will lead to reaching the objective that we've not been doing. Like, I know here's the specific things that is going to solve this problem. I know if you follow this procedure, we'll get to the, the objective we want. I know the actions we've, we've slacked on for a while, and this is why we're, we're not hitting the objective anymore. I know those things, or I don't know those things. I don't know the how. I don't know what, what actions. I don't know what tasks. This is a new problem I've never seen before. I don't know how to solve it. I know we need to solve it, and I know why it matters, but I don't know how. I can identify which, thing, which of those things it is in step three before I have this conversation with my team. So then step four is, is the beginning of the conversation with my team where I have my own understanding of what the objective is, and now I need to get understanding and agreement with the team. Again, I'm not going to explain the objective to them. I'm not going to stand in front of them and talk for five minutes and ask if they any questions. They shake their head no, and we all go away, and nothing happens. I'm going to confirm I have understanding and agreement upon the objective. How do I do that? It can only be done by them explaining the measurable outcome or what success looks like in their own words so I know that they got it. Step five is then gaining understanding and agreement on the why with the team, which again, can only be confirmed by them explaining why reaching this objective matters. Do they understand the stakes? Do they understand the consequences? Do they understand the benefits if we do this? Or why achieving the success as we, as we described it matters in their own words, so I know they get it. And then step six, again, depends on how if I know how to solve the problem or not. If I know how to solve the problem, you know, in step three, I was able to identify the exact actions, tasks, and processes that need, need to be done that are not. And I will ask some questions um, in step six to uh, get agreement and get them to understand that, they, you know, make sure that they know the process, make sure who, what, when, where, why, they know all that stuff, who's doing it, which processes are not being done. And again, this can only be done if they can explain back in their own words or identify which written procedure they need to follow. You know, they need to, they need to be, explain, be able to explain to me in their own words if it's a verbal process or tasks or actions. Here's what needs to be done. Yes, it's my responsibility. 
all the, you know, the things from the six reasons why people don't do things or point to which written procedure they need to follow. Now, if in step three, I did, I figured out I could not identify the exact actions, tasks, and processes that are not being done now, which are going to lead to success. Then step six for me, looks like declaring that letting them know, here's what the goal is. Here's what the objective is. Here's why it matters. And I don't know how to do this. We need to, we need to solve this problem. And now I'm going to facilitate a brainstorming problem solving meeting to come up with the tasks, actions, processes, procedures that we as a group think are most likely to reach the objective. And then we'll get into our process improvement thing and we'll measure and we'll see how we did. And then we'll come back if it worked and we'll do more. And if it didn't work, then we'll brainstorm some more and we'll figure out a new solution. So those are the six steps. Um, You can always play this back, of course, and and listen to those again. Uh, I'm really excited to present this to you because I've seen how much uh, help this offers folks. This works uh, wonders. Again, it's batting a thousand so far. There's not one problem I've thrown at this thing that it has not completely uh, helped folks with. So uh, I hope you listen to last week's episode and this week's episode uh, as many times it takes uh, to, to understand this. It's been such a huge benefit for me, and it's been a huge benefit for a lot of the folks I work with. And uh, um, I'm really excited that, that I finally was able to get this all down in a, in a clear, um, clear flowing kind of thought process. So uh, don't miss your last opportunity of 2022 to join our My Success Worth group coaching program where you can, along with other business owners, learn and implement proven real life solutions just like this one for the challenges you're facing today. Uh, also, if you get some value out of this podcast, just if you take like, you know, 45 seconds, uh, share this podcast with a friend or colleague who's a business owner in a home, auto or B2B service industry. Give us a rating review if you can spare a couple minutes. Um, again, I hope this was helpful for you. I hope you get a lot of value out of this. And all I ask in return is that you, is that help, you help me spread the word. So uh, thanks for tuning in. And I hope this helped. And uh, that's it for this week. And I'll see you all next week.